are you all this morning? Oh, everyone's a bit quiet, but that's okay because that was powerful. And I feel like being quiet in the presence right now is it. I'm just going to move this up. Sorry. Okay, so I haven't been here for a couple of weeks, actually. Last week, uh, I went on a little trip a little holiday for the weekend, and that was nice. And then the one before that, I was on another holiday, two different places. Uh, Yeah, I've been spoiling myself. But only because this past week was a huge week for me. Oh, man. Already emotional. I haven't even started. (laughs) I would blame blame it on, like, I don't know what I would blame it on. It's just me. Um... I have spent the last nine months at home, not just lazing around, but uh, with my baby buddy. Um, He is nine months old last Sunday, I think, um, which is amazing. Um, And I have been uh, on maternity leave with him, but this last week I returned to work. Which is big. (laughs) Big for me. Not so big for you guys. It's okay. So let me just have the emotion. It was fine, guys. (laughs) Um, But for so long, I wanted to have a family. I wanted to have a baby. And I think I dreamed a little bit of the idea. And no offence to mothers out there. I'm a mother now, so I can say it. But this idea of, oh, wow, I won't have to work for a period of time. That was a big, uh, great time. Like, I was like, I want that. Um, But I... I really desired the honour and privilege it is to be at home and to be with my child um, each and every day um, and see him grow and develop and, and, I don't know, just be there for him. And that was something that I longed to do. And it actually has quickly become hard for me to remember a time when I wasn't at home with him. Um, It... uh, I was really conflicted in the lead up to going back to work. Um, People kept asking me how I was feeling and I I, I don't know. I was feeling so many different things. But I was conflicted in the lead up of going back to work because I felt like before I found out I was pregnant with Buddy, work was um, such a passion and a heart of mine and it still is, That don't get me wrong. But it was something that was part of my identity of who I am. And then when I found out I was pregnant with Buddy... I, that quickly changed. My priorities, my purpose changed. And, and I was looking forward to this next step, this next chapter. And so my preparation for that was really like every day I was like, I know that actually um, I'm leaving this workplace. So I had to kind of shut that part off and concentrate on the new. So my purpose had changed. Um, And I started to question, I've been questioning for a while, in fact, actually, probably after Buddy was only a month old and Sam said to me, Megan, stop thinking about the future, just live in the present. Um, I was thinking about, do I want to go back to work? What does that look like? Will work bring me the fulfilment that it used to bring me? Will it bring me a, um, I needed it to be worth it because if it wasn't worth it, I didn't want to leave Buddy because he's worth it. I mean, he's worth it anyway, whether I'm at work, but, you know, you know what I'm saying. Um, And so, um, yeah, 
I, I guess I, I was grappling with these questions. And I don't know whether you have ever grappled with questions of where your purpose and where your fulfilment is. And, and look, um, I just want to say that it actually was a fine week. <laughs> I got through it. It was really uh, quick. That was good. Work actually is a lot of busy time. I think sometimes at home, it's, when I'm home with Buddy, it does feel like the days straw out. And that's why I tend to ring Beck and be like, hey, do you want to go and hang out somewhere? Because I need to get out of this house. But um, work actually went quick. Um, but it has made me, this lead up to going back to work has made me question a lot of different things in life. Where are my priorities? Where do I find fulfillment? And what, the choices I'm making, where, that, where is that leading me? We are currently talking uh, and doing a series on Follow Me, the life and ministry of Jesus, his example that was set, and how we might follow his ways. Last week, even though I wasn't here, I hit up the pod. Pod? Yep. That's what the cool kids are saying. Um, I, I listened to actually Jacob's podcast because um, I heard Jacob. It was amazing. And so I was like, I don't want to miss out. So if you ever miss a sermon, hit up the podcast. Um, and he, he spoke on dependency on the Holy Spirit. Um, and boy, do I have big shoes to fill. Only because... I mean, Jacob's the king of communication. And if anyone knows anything about me, I may talk a lot, but whether I communicate effectively is another thing. Um, but maybe don't have the smarts, the head knowledge of Jacob. But you know what? I've got a big heart, I feel. So I'll bring that to you this morning. Um, yeah, so hopefully I do the follow-on from Jacob justice today. Today I'm actually talking about exalting the Father. And I actually wanted us to sing that song, I Exalt Thee, because I think that's so powerful and just so relevant to what we're talking about today. Throughout the scriptures and life of Jesus, everything he did was in honour of the Father. I want to start very simply. Um, in my preparation for this sermon, I decided to look up and mind, this is the other thing I'm not very good at, pronunciation. Did that pretty well. Yep, but sometimes I get things wrong. I say I'm wrong, but just bear with me. But I actually uh, went to the trusty dictionary. Don't know what kind, might have been Oxford, might have been Wiki, I don't know, it was just whatever's on the web. Um, but um, I did go to the dictionary to look up the word exalt and what it actually means. And, and this is the definition of the word exalt. To honour, to hold in high esteem. Think or speak very highly of someone or something. The Hebrew word for exalt means this, to lift up. How beautiful is that? So simple, yet so beautiful. Exalt is a cinnamon, cinnamon, cinna, this is the word I can't get, Sarah Green. Cinnamon, cinnamon roll. You know what I mean. People on the pod, I hope you know what I mean. Synonym. I knew I wouldn't get it right. Me and Sam are on the same page though. So if you ask Sam to say that word, he can't say it either. Um, but I looked at that. I wanted to see what words have the same meaning or near same meaning as the word exalt. And actually praise 
has the same meaning or near same. The other words that have the same meaning, which we sing about probably every week, is to revere, to glorify, to celebrate, to adore, to hail, to bless, to applaud, to extol, to magnify and to worship. So then that led me down another path of what is this word worship? What does it mean? So I went back to the trusty dictionary and this is what the word worship means. It's to recognise, to honour, to express, express worthiness for someone or something. The feeling or expression of reverence and adoration. That's the dictionary's um, meaning of uh, worship. The biblical meaning of worship is exalting God for who he is, what he has done for us, and who we are in Christ. We don't have to look far in Scripture at the life and ministry of Jesus to see that he lived a life that exalted the Father, a life of worship. I'm going to read some Scripture. In John 5.19, it says this, So Jesus explained, I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him everything he is doing. In fact, the father will show him how to do even greater works in healing this man. Then you'll be truly astonished. And then again in John 5.30, I can do nothing on my own. I judge as God tells me. Therefore, my judgment is just because I carry out the will of the one who sent me, not my own will. And in John 6, 38, for I've come down from heaven to do the will of God. Oh, wait. The will of God who sent me, not do my own will. In John 7, 16 to 18, it says, So Jesus told them, My message is not my own. It comes from God who sent me. Anyone who wants to do the will of God will know whether my teaching is from God or is merely my own. Those who speak for themselves want glory only for themselves. But a person who seeks to honour the one who sent him speaks truth, not lies. And then finally in John 8, 28. Now I'm going to tell you, these are only such a small portion of Scripture where Jesus is honouring the Father. Um, so Jesus said, when you have lifted up the song of man on... Oh, when you have lifted up the Son of Man on the cross, then you will understand that I am He. I do nothing on my own, but say only what the Father has taught me. One of Christ's unique priorities was to continually exalt his father in every area of his life. He honoured God, his father, not only in words, but by his obedience and by his submission to, his, um, to the father's will and by consistently acknowledging that all good things come from God. His greatest act of exalting the father was ultimately his death, giving Denying himself, denying his will and his purpose to live out the will of God, the Father who sent him by his death on the cross for us. So if we are looking at life, at how we follow the life of Jesus, how we come follow him, then our lives 
should be ones where we exalt the Father. Lives of worship. Now, I'm going to tell you something very simple that you've heard before, but I'm going to say it again. Worship isn't just what we do here on a Sunday morning. It is a great forum. It's a great instrument and tool for us to use. And in fact, I love coming here and and singing together corporately and declaring who Jesus is and who God is. I love doing that. Don't get me wrong. But it actually isn't just that. It isn't just a song. It's so much more. In fact, it is worshipping, living lives of worship is giving out everything. It actually is every part and being of our lives. It's, it's our words. It's our song. It's our relationships with people. It's how we engage in relationships with people. It's how we give of our finances. It's in our conversations. All of that, how we exalt the Father is in everything. Um, William Temple, an Anglican priest in the 1900s, states the following, and I just thought this was so beautiful. Worship is the submission of all our nature to God. It is the quickening of the conscience by his holiness, the nourishment of mind with his truth, the purifying of imagination by his beauty, the opening of the heart to his love, the surrender of will to his purpose. It is all aspects. Biblical worship is exalting who God is, what he has done for us, and who we are in Christ. And just like Jesus has done through words, through obedience, through submission, and through sacrifice, it is exalting the Father and in everything, through our relation, in everything, through our relationships, through our finances, our service, our words, our everything. In fact, I'm going to put it out there that actually we are designed to worship. We actually were created for it. In the book of Revelation, yes, I'm going to try the Revelations. (laughs) John sees a vision, a vision of worship in heaven. And in Revelation 4, it says this, Whenever the living beings give glory and honour and thanks to the one seating, sitting on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down and worship the one sitting on the throne. And they lay their crowns before the throne and say, You are worthy, O Lord our God, to receive glory and honour and power. For you created all things and they exist because you created what you, what you pleased. You are worthy, O God. We are in our truest, purest form when we are worshipping the Father. We were created for it. Not only on heaven, and not only in heaven, but on earth. You will be the most fulfilled when we are when you are worshipping the Father. It is our design. In a Bible commentary around um, Revelation 4, it says this. Worship is the purpose of creation. You see, everything exists for one reason, to please God. Therefore, to the extent you please him is the extent to which you will experience fulfillment in the deepest part of your soul. Worship is the program of heaven, the purpose of creation on earth. May his will be done in our lives as it is in heaven. 
We are living in a world where people are searching for purpose. They're searching for things to fulfill them. This is not new. This is a story from the beginning of time, people searching for purpose and fulfillment. But since the COVID pandemic, we have found that more people than ever are turning back to, hey, what is the purpose in life? In fact, in Forbes magazine, there was an article written around a study that was done of um, employees in America. Um, And two-thirds of the people that were surveyed said that since the COVID pandemic, it has caused them to reflect on the purpose of life. And half of those people are reconsidering their area of employment because of it. That's not just happening in America. In fact, one journalist said around the world that 2022 was called the Great Resignation. So many people were reassessing the purpose of their employment. Gone were the days where you would uh, leave, I don't know, do school, Maybe you would study, maybe you wouldn't, but you'd get straight into employment of some sort. Maybe hold a pristine title that make you feel good and work and that's just what you do. You come in and out, get your income and that's life. People were starting to think, what meaning is my work bringing to my life? What purpose is it bringing to my life? And I, I'm just not going to hold down a job because that's what I need to do. I want to look at what purpose and fulfilment is that bringing into my life. People are not satisfied anymore. They want a deeper purpose and they're not going to just sit around and wait for it. They are seeking it out. We know that the search for fulfilment and purpose can maybe lead to negative places. But also, our quest for purpose can lead us to good things. It can lead us to good friends, to family, to a rewarding job, maybe even our own children. But whether bad or good, even these good things fall short of fulfilling us. I tried to find, well, I was looking for fulfilment in having a baby. And I have Buddy and he's great. And he provides me so much joy and so much love. But if I look to my fulfilment in being a mum, then the days that are hard, where things aren't going right, when I'm messaging Becca and Chelsea about how much laundry I have and it's all everywhere and I can't just seem to get it right, well, I'm always gonna, it's always going to fall short. Or when Buddy decides he doesn't love me anymore and wants to go off to like college in some place that I don't want him to go or whatever. If I try and find, let's hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, training college, oh man. Yeah, wow. I'm going to lock him in his room. Um, No, Um, if he's called, if he's called. Um, You know, like even the good places, the trying to find happiness in in the love of a family, trying to find happiness with friends, it's all going to fall short. It's things of this earth. It's never going to feel the total, give you total and utter, utter, pure, pure. Oh my gosh. Yep. Starting again, uh, pure fulfilment in life. If you are searching for purpose, if you are looking for fulfilment, then look no further than our Heavenly Father. All I could think of this week was the song, and I didn't ask to sing it, but you will know it. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. 
Because when we turn our eyes upon Jesus, I'm going to sing the song. No, I won't sing. The things on earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Every um, day, I put Buddy to bed numerous times a day, except for Sam did it this week. And one of the things that um, during the day Buddy loves is this album. uh, It's a Bethel album and it's called Peace. And it's just, uh, we put it on for him and there's songs in the background. It actually helps him go to sleep. Um, I know that there's quite a number of children that listen to that at night. But every day I feel like I'm forced into, not forced into, but I'm sitting there trying to get him to sleep and I'm listening to these beautiful lyrics of these beautiful songs of praise and worship to Jesus. And I find myself so often looking at Buddy and thinking, what do I want for his life? Like, what's my prayer for his life? Who he's going to be? Like, what, what do I desire most so deep for him? And my prayer, generally, is that he has a heart of worship a life that exalts the Father in actions and in words. Like, that is the biggest prayer that I could have for him, that he is a life of knowing who the Father is. It doesn't matter his social status. It won't matter what job... Well, I mean, look. (laughs) No, it doesn't matter. I just want him to know this Father, and that is my prayer over his life. Things can bring joy, but ultimately, at the end of the day we will find ourselves craving more. To find fulfilment in the deepest part of our soul, we must be actively and constantly following Jesus' example of exalting the Father through praise and submission to his will. I guess it's, it's a very simple message today, but I think one that we constantly forget or just go on with life and it just... How do you find the will of the Father? How do you know the will of the Father? By knowing him personally. By being in an intimate relationship with him. It was great that Susie said, let's get intimate in our worship today. Because actually you can't know the heart of anyone unless you know who they are. You know, I know the heart, well, I think I do, of Sam. I used to think it was like a mechanical heart, really, because he was a bit engineering. We called him the robot, had to wind it up. But that's not true. But I know, I, I would like to think I know that um, Sam's hopes and dreams and who he desires to be um, because I'm with him every day and I communicate with him every day and I ask him and, and we, we talk and we Battle it out, I guess. Um, That's how we should be with our Father in heaven, more so than how I am in my relationship with Sam. I want to know my Father so intimately that I know His will and purpose for my life because when I align with Him, when I turn my eyes to Him, our hearts align, our minds align. What His priority becomes my priority. And that only comes from a personal, intimate relationship with him. God is revealed through Jesus. We must learn who God is personally to determine his will. And this comes from these very simple things that we always seem to struggle with. The reading of his word, prayer, praise. So I want to challenge you this morning 
Jacob spoke to us about dependence on the Holy Spirit and he gave us a challenge last week and that challenge was that actually how do we be dependent on the Holy Spirit in every um, decision that we make throughout the week, the big, the small, and, and can we bring, let's, let's actually as a um, pray to Jesus, pray to the Holy Spirit to guide each and every one of our decision making for our life. I want to say that to be led by the Spirit is to follow the will of God. And that's an act of worship. We've been doing it this week. Well, but I want to encourage you in this. We can pray to the Holy Spirit to guide our decision making. But if we don't submit, if we don't have obedience to what he's telling us, then we're not living a heart of worship. So that's the next step. But I've got more. Don't worry. I actually want us to pray over each of our decision-making this week, asking the Holy Spirit to guide us. But I'm actually going to encourage you this week because um, to read the Scripture, and I have, I don't know how you're going to do this, but you might need to jot it down, take a screenshot, I don't know. But I'm going to ask that each and every day you read one of these Psalms. We've got seven psalms. I don't know whether it's seven days, but do it for seven days. Um, Each morning, just read the psalms. And before you read the psalms, ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you. And these psalms are all psalms that just declare who God is. Exaltation of the Father. They're going to come on the screen in a second. Sorry, I made Daniel Boyle. Um, I did it at the last minute. So, Um, but... um, I just encourage us as a church, we, to get to know the Father, we need to know who he is. So let's commit this week to praying to the Holy Spirit and to reading um, a psalm a day and asking Jesus to speak through us through that. It will come. There we go. I don't know how you do it. Take a photo. Um, these are all psalms that declare the goodness of who God is. I just think if we can get that in our spirit, um, wow, how amazing. So let's, let's do that together this week. Um, um, so the other thing I guess I want to talk about really quickly is um, this is a practical thing we can do as a church in following Jesus, but... Um, I don't know, when I was praying over today, I just felt like some people at the beginning of this year are in that place, that place where they're like, what's my purpose? Where am I going to find fulfilment? What am I doing? Um, You know, maybe you're looking at goal setting. Maybe you're looking at the things of last year just um, not bringing you what that you wanted them to bring you. Um, and so we're looking at this reassessment time. And see, like me, I, I didn't look at it. I didn't come to Jesus in prayer around um, the purpose of my work. And I mean, look, I, I obviously pray, but I don't know. I just, I think I tried to figure it out in my own strength and work out where I needed to be. And I think what I was reminded of this week is it doesn't have to be one or the other. 
as long as I am following the heart of Jesus, where He desires me to go and be, then I can be everywhere. Like I can be in all those spaces. I can be um, with Buddy and be a great mum. And I can also be at work and, and serve young people, you know, like, and I, I can do all of those things, but only if it's the will of God. But maybe you're finding yourself doubting, thinking, wondering, Maybe you are in a a job and you're not finding that fulfilment that you thought that you wanted to find in that workplace. And I think we just might need a time to refocus. Because it doesn't matter what job you're in. It doesn't matter what relationship you're in. Well, it does, but you know. um, You aren't going to find fulfilment ultimately pure fulfilment in those things. And so maybe we need a time where we switch our eyes, turn our eyes back to Jesus and begin this year set on Him. Not on our own agenda. May my heart not be one where I desire just the things I desire. But may my heart be one where I desire the things that He desires. And that's a daily thing. That's, that's, that's not a, hey, let's have a once-off experience and that's the end. That's a daily thing where I daily have to give up what I desire and my will so that I may live the will of Jesus. Daily, I have to think about the things I say. Is what I'm saying exalting the Father? Is how I'm acting exalting the Father? Is where I spend my time and my money exalting the Father? And do you know what? I want want to be in a place where legitimately when I give exaltation to my Father. Nothing else matters. I I don't want to come to Him. I don't want it be me coming to Him to ask Him of something. I actually just want to be able to come to Him and sit in His presence and worshipping Him and exalting Him for who He is and what He's done and not what He can do for me. Maybe you have been chasing the things of this earth. You won't find fulfilment in those things. Chase the things of heaven. Chase the heart of Jesus in Him you will be made whole in Him you will be your truest purest self Brooke Fraser has this quote and I I just want to say it because I really feel like I need to say it I had it at the end but She says this, The God we worship is Jesus. He is the image of the invisible God. And if we dare seek Him for who He really is, 
rather than pursue an idea of Him that fits into our tidy little boxes. He will blow our minds. I desire that. I want my mind to be blown consistently every single day. I don't want to live in the my own knowledge. I don't want to put Jesus and uh, the Father in a box of what I believe they're meant to be. But I want to constantly bring my all and my eyes lifted, focused on the one who is who who is above all others, the one who is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And so I actually invite Susie and the team to come back. Because I think we just need to refocus. And I also believe that if we do in this time, oh my gosh, I'm excited because I believe the Holy Spirit is going to blow your mind. I, we were in prayer meeting before and I don't know why, it just kind of came to me, Spirit. Um, imagine if today, the 22nd of January, was the start of something amazing in your life. Imagine if it's the start of something, well, not the start, but something amazing in the life of our church. We pray for revival. We pray that we want to see our neighbourhoods changed and transformed. We pray, um, you know, like we pray for revival in our workplaces, in our schools. Imagine if today, when we refocus and lift our eyes, and exalt the Father that He does something in us that creates the tornado of change. I want to enter into worship each and every day, but even every Sunday as I come here, expectant for what the Father can do. Give me a spirit of expectation every time. We can't do this without the Holy Spirit. We can't, in my own strength, I can't do the things without the Holy Spirit. So, yeah, I just want us to stand and I want us to sing. I think we're going to sing I Exalt Thee and then whatever you feel led. And I just, I just pray that you just forget about the things that are around you right now, the decisions you feel like you're having to make this week, whatever's happened on your way to church this morning. And I want you to lift your eyes and I want you to lift your voice and worship the Father for who He is. It's what we're created to do. So let's sing together. And I believe the Holy Spirit is going to move. And I believe that, um, oh man, I'm excited to hear what's going to happen this week because of this time. So let's um, sing together. Sorry, I've got you. Let's stand. <laughs>